Welcome. I am Dr. Renee Sunday. I am known as the Platform Builder, and you are listening live <laughs> to Good Deeds Radio. You may be listening live. You may be checking us out on iTunes. Download, download, right? Or you might be on iTunes, our website, or the other many platforms that we're on. We're just so super excited that you joined us this morning, afternoon, no matter where you are. First of all, we want to pause. We want to pause and say thank you, thank you, thank you for downloading, for listening here live, to listening to our replay, just to support. We, you know, we've been celebrating around here. We're actually number 57. We're still there, number 57, I know, <laughs> of all the podcasts in the United States. You know, it's, you know they do it separately, you know in the iTunes stores, but <laughs> but we're so super excited. It's a major accomplishment to be in the top 200, so we're excited that we're uh, below 100. So continue, continue, continue to support us, please, please, please. But you know what we do here at Good Deeds. We help you shine your light to the world. And what your light is, your light is your goals, your dreams, your passion, and guess what, your destiny and purpose in life. We enjoy doing that through our radio, TV, and magazine. And also, you know, we do have a publishing house and we have a nonprofit organization. But let's get to the, the question for Dr. Renee because we have a we have an amazing life changer himself in the house. Okay, so make sure just go ahead and get your pen and paper because we're going to have some major nuggets that's going to be dropped on this session of Good Deeds Radio, okay? <laughs> but the question for Dr. Renee for this session, the question is, Dr. Sunday, Dr. Sunday, you do so many things, but we're so, uh, I'm paraphrasing, because you know my team, you know how they do it. They just hand me the course. They like doing that uh, for anyone that's listening new, <laughs> because they know that, uh, of course, I'm going to be authentic, but I can, uh, I'm grateful that I actually can, uh, to get things in my mind pretty quickly that I can answer the question the right way, <laughs> okay? Um, so the question is, uh, we're paraphrasing what the young lady sent in. She said, Dr. Sunday, I can truly say you impact and you influence and you help so many people in the things that you do. But what do you do for self-care? What do you do to just relax from it all, right? And you know I love talking about that, but I have to do a backstory just real quickly. You know I am a board-certified anesthesiologist as well. 17 years, yes, I still do anesthesia part-time, part-time, uh, among the other things that I've been entrusted to do. But one thing I did notice, when I was full-time as an anesthesiologist, I always took off <laughs> one week every three months. And I even did that in residency because, you know, we do have time off in residency as well. Because I, I knew going in that my job was very stressful. I knew going in that I had to be the policeman, if you will, of the operating room. I knew going in that I actually had to protect my patient because every patient is my family member, okay? So I want to do the right thing. Of course, I want to do the standard of care. But when I transferred over you, if you will, and the things that I do now, guess what, that same skill set came. Uh, I never, sometimes I don't do it right, you know, but it's a, everyone is a learn and probably learning in progress, right? 
But I try my best to actually, I do my meditation. I can tell you that. I do that every morning, and I do my reading every morning. I'm pretty consistent with that. And But I do take time away to do it with my family. I do take time away to actually, and ladies, you're going to love this, the spa day, okay? <laughs> I do that. But, of course, I do sit down because what I've noticed, let me give you a secret if you're not aware of this. When I do take time for self-care, I get more downloads. I get more inspiration, and my creativity just explodes. Because guess what we're doing? We're always doing something. Guess what? Are we really focusing or are we just being busy? Oop, there it is, as the kids say. So think about that. Of course, me and the young lady had a lot of more conversation around that. But I just wanted to uh, kind of answer the question. Um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to send them in. <laughs> and, you know, that's the question. Ask Dr. Renee. Okay? But we don't want to delay because we have a powerhouse touch. Day to day this afternoon, we have a highly sought after best-selling author, publisher, Mitchell Levy. He, I just, you know, looking at his portfolio, the things that he has done. I mean, he really, I like when he says this. He empowers thought leaders to share their genius. Isn't that amazing? That actually makes you feel special. That makes you feel like getting up and doing something. That just makes sure you want to, guess what, share your story. And he has done that so many times. I mean, he has created, guess what, 20 businesses. Isn't that amazing? Probably more that's cooking right now, okay? And at least four that's actually publishing house. And guess what? I love this. He's my role model, okay? He has published over 800 books, and it's probably more than that, more than that. <laughs> but, you know, the thing about it, he actually empowers people uh, that we need to share our genius. I love that. And he's on so many boards and so many different things that he changes the world just by him being in his presence, being in his purpose. Isn't that, oh, I'm just so amazing. But we want to welcome, welcome none other than the world changer. And I'm going to just say that because that's what he really is. Mitchell Levy, are you there? <laughs> I am. What a what a build up. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're just so amazing. Thank you for taking time out and being here with us on Good Deeds. Oh, my my pleasure. Happy to be here. Good good to hear your intro. Oh wow. But we know let, let's just dive right in because every I told them, I warned them up front, Mitchell, that they need to get their pen and paper. So get your pen and paper, but we'll have to replay if you're driving. Now, don't try to do it while you're driving. But let's dive right in because you have done so many amazing things. But we want to just bullet some things that, that's just amazing. Um, we want to know, because we actually want to educate our listeners as well, what is thought leadership? And, and just let's be frank, why should we even care <laughs> about it? So it's funny that word or that phrase has changed throughout the years and has so many uh, interesting connotations to it. And uh, some people say, some people have never heard of it. Other people have said, hey, it's an overused term. But let's let's put it this way. And one of the things I will, I'll give you a definition, but what I also want to say is I, uh, I did a TED Talk on, it's called Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader. And in that TED Talk, I also give a definition. For those that are interested, you could just 
Google uh, Mitchell Levy TED Talk or, or Google Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader, and you'll see the book I wrote on it and also the, uh, the TED Talk itself. And thought leadership is really something that's very fascinating. In, in the old days, in the industrial age, so 20-plus years ago, um, obviously the industrial age was way before then, but, but at least 20 years ago, what thought leadership was – we were given our thought leaders by the broadcast media, by the recording studios, by the publishing houses. We were told who we were going to listen to, who we were going to see on the big screen, and who we were going to read. And what happened is those thought leaders were people, icons or iconic figures, who basically they, they would say jump, and their flock, and I mean that word flock, would say how high. Well, post the utilization of the internet via the World Wide Web and all the other tools we have available to us now, everyone has a microphone or a camera and everyone has the ability to sort of share their genius. We are no longer told who our thought leaders are. So thought leadership is now the person you go to, that recognized expert that you believe can give you answers to a particular issue, a particular problem. And so how I define thought leadership is a two-by-two two matrix, so audience by content. And so if, if you let me spend a, a couple minutes, I'll just tell you about that. If somebody has no audience and no content, by definition, they're unknown. If somebody has a very large audience, but their content is very narrow, I would call that person an evangelist. And in the business space, evangelism, business evangelism was really big at the beginning of the Internet and, and before. And what would happen is we'd have somebody shout from the rooftops, hey, how cool it is to use this product. And their content was so narrow. All they talked about was the product, not the benefits or disadvantages of other products or what else you could use, but just about the product. So what happens when somebody just talks about one thing they don't feel like they're authentic. And if they're not authentic and they're not demonstrating integrity, it's hard to trust them. If you can't trust them, it's hard to do business with them. So I'm not, I don't think evangelism is the way to go. So if we now look at, uh, there's only two other quadrants. If we look at the bottom right quadrant, we were looking at somebody who has a large amount of content, but a very small audience, you would call that an expert. And I have to tell you, everyone who's in business today has some amount of expertise in something. Everyone is and can be considered an expert at something, and many people, many more than one thing. And the definition of a thought leader, or let me say recognized expert, is somebody who is given recognition or has recognition and being recognized as that expert. And so the question becomes, well, where do you need to be recognized? And the answer is just in the places where you're doing business. So you could be a thought leader or recognized expert and have a very narrow number of people know you, but if that's the bulk share of the audience who may be clients, then that's absolutely a good thing to do. And, and so what I would say always is we need to be able to share the right amount of content with the right audience to become either a thought leader or a recognized expert. Does that make sense? Wow, that's, that's, that's eye-opening. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, we all need to get that because you're right. We, we, throw, we have the term out there, expert, but we actually, wow. Mm. 
Well, it it's <laughs> just to to follow follow up a little bit on that. I really appreciate the question. Is what who we do business with today is and and most of what I do is business focused. Um, and so what that typically means is most of what I do are nonfiction books in the book publishing space. And who we do business today are people that we know, like, and trust. You've heard many people say that before. And the thing, and actually we could probably add one more, know, like, trust, and remember. Well, let's just go with the know, like, and trust. And the interesting part, it's important that, A, we are known. That's where being the recognized expert or thought leader comes in. But the other thing that's important, and this is where society is moving as we transition from this industrial age society to the social age, we need to be liked and trusted. Because if you're not liked and trusted, in the past there are many companies, many individuals who were able to get away with that. But nowadays we've got some form of Yelp on almost everything we do. And if you actually are no longer liked and trusted, word of mouth comes out there and people are reviewing your reviews and your status and how you've treated others before they actually interact with you. And business won't be the same as it was in the past. And so the most important thing is, is just uh, go back to the time you were brought up and when mom or dad or grandma used to say to you uh, the types of things that they wanted you to, be, to grow into as a child. And, and that's kind of where the world is moving today, and that is to be able to do business in such a way that the right people know you and that you do such a good job that people like and trust you. Yes. Yes, that's a, <laughs> that would be amazing. Let me ask you this because uh, being a, a major influence as you are in, um, in the public, in, in the publishing arena, like you said, nonfiction, you know, so many people, you know, we tell everybody and we speak and everyone is saying you have a story. <laughs> and all of us do. We all had life experiences. But why should, why should we even think about writing a book? And, and, and what should we actually write on? Because it's so much out the Amazon's one site to mention. It's millions, millions of books. So help us with that. I mean, you know, why should we write a book and what should we write about? <laughs> so let me first say something that many people won't want to hear. And that is, unless you are well-known and uh, very powerful in the industry somewhere, so you're either a recognized expert or a thought leader, but let me just say, I'm not going to say no one. Most people say no one, but most people don't care about your life story. In the past, we used to have a handful of life stories sort of brought up through the ranks and, and they turned into movies, and, and those are interesting. But that's not where I spend my energy. Here's where I spend my energy, is if we want to be, if we're following the, the factor of being known, liked, and trusted, and we want to be known, there is no better vehicle in the world to to say to the world that you have expertise in a particular area than being the author of a book. Now, what I'll say is there's probably one other that's better, and you could spend a couple hundred thousand and, and three years of your life and get a PhD, and that would actually demonstrate that you have expertise in a particular area. But 
what we've been able to do with books, and I've redefined the concept of a book and, and the go-to-market strategy, is we've been able to allow an author who wants to write themselves to write a book in eight hours or less. Or what I love doing is doing a two-hour interview with somebody, pulling the genius from their head, and then they have a team of ghostwriters that uh, have gone through writing school and they will write the book. And so what's fascinating to me is, you know, the old school used to be, hey, write a book, spend the time. And now that you can publish, people say, hey, you should save money and publish yourself. And, and what I want to say is hogwash to that advice because to be successful in business, you have to be known, liked, and trusted. So what does that mean? Well, that means everybody who's in business, if you run your own business or you're part of somebody's business, guess what you are? You have to be somewhat of a salesperson. If you don't have clients, you don't have a business. You have to be somewhat of a marketing person. Um, you have to be reasonably good at project management because if you can't get organized, you can't actually get things done for your clients. And I'm going to add one more. You have to have some sort of legal component with you. So sales, marketing project management and legal. And one of the things that's important is really the most important thing is attracting clients. So let's give you an example. And I, having published 800 books, what I could say to you is if somebody's going to write a 120-page book, and that's my favorite size, it's about 22 to 25,000 words if it's, if it's fully uh, a full book with lots of content in it. I like that size because I love the spine size. It's, it's big enough that it doesn't look chintzy and small, and it's small enough that it looks readable. If somebody's going to write a 120-page book, on average, it'll take about 120 hours. If somebody's going to publish a book themselves, we've estimated that we save the author 200 hours in the publishing process. So that's 320 hours. So imagine you spending 320 hours, and then you have to spend a ton of money on cover design, copy edit, content edit, layout, distribution. There's still, even if you self-publish, you still have to do all that stuff yourself. So what we do is we'll do that two-hour interview. Uh, we'll have our team write the book, and then you'll probably spend another three hours reviewing the content and making sure it looks good. And one of the things we do at our high-end package, we also – deliver Amazon best-selling status. So imagine you spending about five hours of your time becoming an Amazon best-selling author, having a book that's in paperback, hardcover, Kindle, PDF, and we also have a platform called Aha That. And you've done that in five hours. So here's, from a business sense, let me give you a feeling. So imagine you spend 320 hours writing a book your book is done, and you hope people come to you. By the way, in today's world, and I agree with you, with all the books that are out there on Amazon, people just don't seek out content and look for your book. So now, instead of doing that, imagine spending five hours having paperback and hardcover books, so we print color on the inside, so we make our books look powerful. So imagine spending five hours, and now you spend the other 315 hours with your Amazon best-selling book selling or marketing yourself and getting your brand out in the marketplace. Think about what type of business you would have if you spent your time and energy sharing the fact that you're an expert, trying to turn yourself from an expert to a recognized expert, 
and generating business, think about what that would do for your business and your life versus taking the advice of spending 320 hours writing and publishing your book. Pretty powerful if you think about it. You just so amazing. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I, this is so – because it does take all I mean, those many hours, you're right, to do all that. And you have crafted – oh, my God, it's amazing how you – have gotten it down to slim, <laughs> eight hours or less. I, I love that because, you know, we have to use technology. I mean, technology is amazing, and I'm so glad that you have a system that you have crafted, and actually you, you're amazing with it as well, that we can actually get our stories out, get our concepts out, that we can actually be that best-selling author if that's what we want, and then I'll be honest, I can say that being a bestseller author and just being an author in general has opened up so many doors in regards of speaking and different programs and stuff like that. So, wow, I'm just still saying wow of 100. You know, it's so interesting because most of my books have been around that 125. So I guess it was it was divine <laughs> that we actually met because I was somewhat trying to do that myself. But Mitchell, let me, let me ask you, help us with this. Um, with your business, um, do you take people, all types of people, or is it a certain type of uh, business? You know, can they be speakers, coaches, you know, service practice, or what type of people, clients would you prefer? Or if no, it's a great, a it's a great question, and make sure you ask me, what's inside a book. So I talk about that. So I'm going to put that as a cue. Um, so the answer is we, <laughs> this is where it's kind of funny. Anyone who's in business today who has clients or has prospects and they could identify the pain point they're solving as part of their execution of business. So what has to happen is there has to be somebody, you know, we can't work for somebody who's never done business before because by definition, uh, how can we interview them? They don't know it. If you know, just know book smarts, that doesn't really work. So we do have a uh, selection committee to, to identify uh, authors and, and approve authors that, that come to us and ask us if we, if we could publish their books. And what it really comes down to is if you write a book that is focused, and, and here's where it's also significantly different, uh, my approach, than the ones that are in the marketplace, I don't want you to write a book that boils the ocean, that solves every problem imaginable. I want you to niche your marketplace. I want you to identify the type of customer that you serve and the type of issue or specifically the type of issue or pain point that you address for that client. Because the more narrow you could be, the better chance there is that you could actually reach the audience that needs your services. Because here's something to think about. If I have a problem today, what am I going to do? I'm going to think about, well, who in my network can solve my problem? Now, if it's somebody in my family, man, I just immediately go there. If it's one of my friends, I'll, I'll give them a call or pop in an email. Hey, you solved this problem. What did you do? Now, let's say my network, I've checked into my network, and I just don't know anyone who's 
seen this problem before or done it before, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to my friend Google, and I'm going to say, hey, I have a problem with, and I'm going to fill in the blank. And then I hit return. So imagine you have a book that talks about a particular problem. Imagine that problem was the one that I Googled, and all of a sudden your book came up, and the title of the book was the problem that you addressed that I'm interested in. I see that book. What am I going to do? I'm going to think that Dr. Renee can solve my problem. I'm going to call you up, right? And that's what we focus on. And, and so, you know, if you're a realtor, that doesn't mean, I mean, there are so many other realtors, that doesn't mean you can't have a book that focuses on the types and ways that you help your clients that you feel are different than other people. Because your book is a point of view book. It doesn't have to sell around the world. It just needs to get into the hands of those people who are potentially your clients. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and listen, you told us to circle back to, um, I think you wanted to address briefly uh, what's actually in the book, I think you said. Ah, let me tell you how we do things quickly. <laughs> um, and that is in today's world, there is so much content uh, coming out to us. There's so much junk for us to, to sort of sort our way through. So what I said, remember the old days, uh, you used to, what they used to teach you was the 30-second elevator pitch. Hey, if you ran into that perfect person in the elevator, you have 30 seconds to share what you do. Well, nowadays it's mm -hmm. seven seconds. You don't get 30 seconds anymore. You get seven. If you can't get somebody interested in seven seconds, they're going to go to their cell phone and disappear, right? So the thing that's interesting is why not create a book that people could actually read and consume that shows that you have expertise in an area. And so our books are comprised of 140 smaller bite-sized quotes and seven blog posts. And so, you know, there's one or two aha messages per page. It is very straightforward and powerful to read. And if you don't mind, I'll give you an example of an aha message. So mm -hmm. this was, uh, I did, uh, at the beginning of the talk, I mentioned that I did a TED Talk. It's called Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader. And I, uh, I also did a book on the same topic. And one of the things I often tell my, my uh, fellow thought leaders is simply, that uh, when they share content, 80% of the content they share should be somebody else's. Now, that doesn't mean your book has to have 80% of other people's content in it, but, but that's what I actually did with my book. I ended up interviewing four other thought leaders for a half hour each, remember that two-hour time frame, and then from there I had my team write the AHA book. And I want to talk about – so I, I've got the person who runs Thought Leadership for Cisco in there. I've got actually, actually a real-life Swami in there. And, uh, but I want to talk about Robert Clancy. Robert has a half million followers on Facebook, and he has aha number four in the book. So let me tell you what aha number four says, and this will give you a feeling of what an aha message is. What Robert says is that good thought leaders are at the top of the mountain. Great thought leaders are at the bottom of the mountain helping others climb up. Mm. That's tasty, isn't it? Mm -hmm. so, so here's what's interesting. If you could have a book with tasty morsels of content, only, you only need one of them to capture somebody's attention. 
but you have 140. Now you can imagine how you communicate to the world. You start communicating in a much more effective way. You're not creating your book to educate somebody on how to do something. Your book is, so, is solely the instrument that allows other people to see you as somebody with expertise in an area so you could then have that conversation and then close, you know, either sell the product or, or close the consulting or do the coaching or whatever it is. You need people to come to you because they think you could help them with their problem. And, and that's what we've, we've orchestrated the entire strategy around that. Wow. 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 I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm just so, I'm so excited. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to, woo, you got to get this. It's just, it's life changing. I did say you were a world changer. I meant that. <laughs> you really are. Woo, Mr. Now, you know, oh, I just, I hate that time is going by so quickly. Please uh, address uh, anything else that we haven't. I know it's so much. You you really do a lot to transform, if, you know, people's lives that you come in contact with. Anything else that we need to address at this point? We have to get you back, I know. <laughs> but yeah. tell us well. how we can support you on social media as well and how we can actually get your products and services and your books and all of those things. Oh, I appreciate that. As a matter of fact, I, I, do have, I do have a couple of things that are interesting. So first of all, website is ahathat.com. So A-H-A-T-H-A-T.com. And uh, what I suggest is, is please feel free to go there because it is, that site is free to use and free to share. So we've got 800,000 users who are using that site today. And uh, they're finding content because we have 44,000 AHA messages, which are free to use, free to share. And that's just at ahathat.com. If you want to learn about the writing process, we have a three-step writing process, and you can see that at ahathat.com slash author. And it's also, if you decide you wanted us to ghostwrite a book for you, um, feel free to click on a link there, and it will bring you to more information. The, uh, if people are interested in connecting to me, you can just Google Mitchell Levy, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, last name L-E-V-Y, and I'll, I'll take up probably five of the ten top slots. The social media companies pay hundreds of millions of dollars to make sure your name come up with their slots. And what I'd like to suggest is you connect to me in the platform you like to use. So if that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Plus, uh, Instagram, uh, feel free to connect to me on whatever platform is appropriate and ask me whatever question you need to. And then one of the things I thought I'd mention, uh, uh, since you volunteered a little bit of help, is I actually, uh, one of the things we do with our gold package is, as I mentioned, we deliver the Amazon bestseller status. So I created a group on Facebook, and the group is called uh, Amazon Bestseller Campaign. Actually, the URL is super long. It's it's facebook.com slash group slash bestseller campaign. And the intent of that group is if you are interested in, in just consuming books, um, typically the books that are posted there, they'll be posted when the book is in Kindle format and posted at either zero or 99 cents. So you want to pick up good Kindle books for uh, 
lower prices because that would be when the author is doing their Amazon campaign. And the other thing I'd recommend, and this is for anyone in the world, so you know whether you publish your own books or what have you, it's specifically for business and self-help books. And, and that is when you're running your Amazon campaign, use that group and post it. And then you've got people that are on the list that would be happy to uh, download your book or purchase your book for the price of zero at the time you're running campaign. And so that was the intent was just to put a tool on the marketplace that made it easier for people to hit the Amazon best-selling status. So that's uh, Amazon bestseller campaign that's in the groups category of Facebook. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Ooh, Mitchell, well, first of all, we want to thank you so much, so much, so much for being in your purpose. That, that's just so amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, you can hear the passion. You can really hear that he is here and his whole uh, company and staff is here to to help us, okay? But then we want to thank you so much for taking time out and being a guest here with us on Good Deeds. If you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, we all need good deeds. <laughs> if we all did more good deeds, life would be a whole lot better for all of us. That's right. <laughs> That's right, that's right. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Ooh, this has been amazing, and we actually will stay in contact. So thank you so much. Oh, uh, you're absolutely welcome. Thanks for having me. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, take care. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, I know I know you're ready for the replay. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> please connect, please connect, please connect with Mitchell. Amazing, amazing, amazing. You know, here at Good Deeds, what we want to do is give you great information, great resources that you can move forward in your purpose. You know, we got to do that. If you want to actually be a guest on our broadcast or if you want to actually advertise your products and services, please contact us. You know, we also have a publishing house. We also love to collaborate. We do have a nonprofit organization. We do have online programs. You know, I'm a business coach. I'm a media coach and also a grief counselor. And, you know, of course, I do speaking and all that stuff as well. But always remember, you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You're not a mistake. you got to do three things. you got to believe. you got to trust. And you got to walk that thing out, okay? you got to do it. you got to don't stop. you got to get it, get it. And you know what you got to get. you got to get your purpose. And you got to get your purpose now. Don't stop. Get it, get it. You know, this is good deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. See you next time. Bye-bye.